Welcome to Beyond the Minimum, where we'll be exploring the world of work. We'll be chatting about concepts, ideas, and phrases, explore practices, and delve into what good looks like. Work can be purposeful, value-led, and more meaningful to all who interact with the workplace. This podcast is brought to you by Tanya Hewitt, who lives in unceded Algonquin Anishabe territory, otherwise known as Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Hello, everyone. It has been some time since I have released a podcast. For a little while, I was contemplating coming up with excuses as to why I hadn't been putting podcasts out. And then I thought, well, even some of the podcasts that I have been listening to for many months, if not years now, do take pauses in between events in their lives or seasons or whatever. And they just say, we're back. So while I could go on with a story as to why I haven't been releasing podcasts recently, I think I'll just default to what a lot of other podcasters that I follow, or even television shows or whatever, would say, and that we're back now. So thanks for coming back. Today's episode is Sayings That Should Cease. Today's saying that should cease is mind your own business. This has been a phrase that has been in my life since I was a child, and it has been repeated to me many, many times. It does need some nuance because it's not meant to apply to all situations. So, for example, being a nosy busybody is probably where minding one's own business would apply. When gossip is the main motivator, certainly this is a terrible motivation to seek out information. If you are wanting to blackmail somebody or are engaged in a vendetta, and need some dirt on someone to complete a vengeful plan, I do think that mind your own business might apply. However, Leanne Davey was a keynote speaker at a conference that I went to a little while ago. I'll put her contact information in the show notes. She had said that we have been given a whole lot of advice during our lifetimes, much of which might have been well-intentioned, but in fact was actually terrible advice. Mind your own business was one of those such phrases that she deemed to be terrible advice. She noted where we are socially, with only very recently decades of sexual misconduct was allowed to proliferate in almost every aspect of society, Hollywood, professional music, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and of course residential schools and all of the horrors that happened there. Heck, even Hockey Canada and virtually every competitive sport is now needing to reckon with the after-effects of unacknowledged sexual abuse. I have just mentioned sectors that encompass millions of people. There would have been 
many of those people who may have at minimum suspected, if not outright knew, what was going on, but said nothing, as they were minding their own business. Just think, if they hadn't been following such poor advice, how much sooner we would have been able to know collectively what was going on in many of these fields and put a stop to it much, much sooner. I live in Ottawa, Ontario, and presently we have been subject to an inquiry on the invocation of the Emergencies Act. This was in order to put a stop to a protest that was going on in the downtown sector and other places in Ontario in late January, February 2022. Early on in the testimony, it was revealed that one line of policing who was responsible for threat analysis handed over their information to the Ottawa police. This threat analyst was asked on the stand if he followed up with the Ottawa police to know if his information had been even read. And he replied that there is a long tradition in policing to stay in your lane. In other words, to mind your own business. There is no way to know. But it is worth imagining how the outcome might have been different had this threat expert followed up maybe even had a conversation on his concerns instead of just sending his report into another lane. There are many wonderful podcasts out there, and Tim Hartford's Cautionary Tales is definitely one of them. I will put his Halloween episode in the show notes. In his Halloween episode, he describes the paranoia of poisoned Halloween candy in the era that I was a child being completely unfounded, except for one notable case. So I'm, this is a spoiler here, just to warn you. In short, a father poisoned his own son due to having been in extreme financial difficulties and concocted a believable story of a stranger handing out poisoned candy. The police were canvassing everyone in the neighborhood to find this terrible person and received a phone call from an insurance agent who recognized the distraught father in the news as a recent client who just days before Halloween took out life insurance on his son with odd terms like paying in installments for a very large policy. The police did not know this information and thanked the insurance agent, and the story continues, of course, with the father's arrest and everything else playing out as you would expect. Tim Hartford mentions this insurance agent because he's a player in this story, but I want to raise his actions to the highest mountains I possibly can. He had information on an insurance policy as he likely had for dozens of others. He watched the news and saw his client pining for the evil person to show themselves. That insurance agent was under no obligation to tell the police anything. In fact, he could have claimed that no one asked him any questions. He could have 
gone on minding his own business. However, he went beyond minding his own business as he felt he had information that might have been helpful to others. So back to the Emergencies Act inquest. The head of the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, does not look good in the analysis of how the decision was made to invoke the Emergencies Act. I will put this in the show notes, but quoting from Matt Gurney, Brenda Lucky, who is the head of the RCMP, testified that she had not believed the Emergencies Act was necessary. She felt the police had not yet exhausted all their options under existing laws. This was in her written notes at the time. But, at a key meeting of the cabinet that she attended on February 13, 2022, the day before the act was invoked, she declined to share her views. So, while the cabinet was debating whether to invoke the act, which explicitly requires that all other legal options be exhausted, the federal government's top cop apparently did not feel it should be and yet couldn't be bothered to say anything. Under examination this week, Lucky testified that, with hindsight, maybe she should have said something. When the Prime Minister's National Security Advisor, Jody Thomas, testified later, she was polite, but did not shy away from criticizing Lucky. If there is useful information or critical information, it needs to be provided whether you're on the speaking list or not. Brenda Lucky may have thought that it was not her place, that she didn't want to interrupt, to basically just mind her own business. However, I think the Commission, when it renders its decision, will likely not be in agreement with her thought processes at that time. For it being so repeated to me throughout my life, mind your own business can pretty much be taken out of my lexicon. Remember the nuance, however. Ceasing mind your own business does not apply to a vengeance-filled blackmail, but does apply if situations will be better as a result. How do you think this ceasing mind your own business will apply to you? I thank you for listening. I don't know if this is your first episode or if you are a regular listener, having really appreciated some of this content. I just wanted to tell you that I really do appreciate you for listening. If you would like to express your gratitude for this podcast, I would encourage you to buy me a coffee. Head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Tanya H. That's buy B-U-Y me M-E-A coffee C-O-F-F-E-E all one word dot com slash T-A-N-Y-A-H Tanya H. I will put this in the show notes and I would really sincerely appreciate your support. In addition to that, you can rate and review this podcast and I really, really appreciate that you are here listening 
to what I am sending out to you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond the Minimum with Tanya Hewitt. We hope this episode aligned with you. Maybe it was diametrically opposed to you, but at any rate, we trust it made you think. The more we can think about our workplaces and start talking about them, the more we can collectively make a real difference. If you're living in Canada, please find out the Indigenous territory in which you reside and begin using it to introduce yourself. Please reach out to Tanya through her email, tanya at beyondsafetycompliance.ca. Connect and chat with her on LinkedIn. Follow her company, Beyond Safety Compliance. And remember to ask yourself the question, how does your work look? Because we can always go beyond the minimum.